The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. And Michael Vannin and Suilade to all my elf friends. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. And I'm very excited to be here today on KUCI, Orange County's alternative radio station. It is the first day of March 2011. March, my favorite month of the whole year. It's the month of... Well, it's the month of my birthday, but it's also the month of spring. The birds are singing already in joyous celebration of spring coming. And it's the month of the Elvish New Year, which starts, in, coincidentally, on the first day of spring. So, yeah, lots of wonderful things. We'll be talking about birthdays and the year of living generously and some wonderful things that are going on um, around town that you might want to check out and be involved in so yeah please stay with me hopefully we'll have some fun elves love to have fun (laughs) for the next hour and uh in the meantime let's uh start with some music i'm gonna have to play one of my favorite songs which is one voice from the wailing jennies because this song reminds me of KUCI, we are all a bunch of crazy volunteers here, hoping to bring you music that you perhaps haven't heard before, not aware of, because we don't play any mainstream music here at KUCI. We think there's lots of great music out there that you may not know about yet, so we are here to bring it to you. And the same with our public affairs programming. So please check out our website at KUCI.org. And our public affairs website at KUCITalk.org. We give away tickets here at KUCI very often to local events and bands. So that happens a lot of times on the shows. Today I'm going to be giving away a couple of gifts uh, because it's my, uh, well, like I said, it's my birthday. And we elves love to give gifts. So we'll hear a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But first let's hear from the Waylon Jennies. This is... KCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. the Waylon Jennies from their album 40 Days, The Sound of One Voice, Many Voices, and that's what we are here at KUCI. So again, welcome. 
I am Tani Teneviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. This is Phenomenal Woman, which is on every other week, 4 to 5 p.m., alternating weeks with What Would Arwen Do? A Middle Earth Perspective on Life, hosted by yours truly here, and my Hobbit co-host, Milo Lomsdown. So I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us in Middle Earth next week. And you may be wondering, oh my gosh, this woman thinks she's an elf. <laughs> it's true. I do. I have an elvish heart. And the elves, my little experiment of my life as an elf has transformed my life on so many levels. Since I took them on as mentors uh, almost nine years ago. Ah, in fact, March is also the anniversary of my discovery not only of the elves of Middle-earth and all things Middle-earth, but of the mythic journey that I am currently on. So, more about that another time. What is this show all about? Well, this show is called Phenomenal Woman. It is based, uh, not based, but inspired by a poem by Maya Angelou called Phenomenal Woman, which you will hear in just a few moments. Maybe let it settle into your heart. But I believe that phenomenal women are around us everywhere, and it's worth celebrating that. They are our mothers and sisters and daughters and aunts and nieces, our teachers and students and next-door neighbors. They are the women who inspire us by their lives and by their examples. They make us want to be more kind, more generous, more helpful, brighter, stronger, even more beautiful. Phenomenal women make us want to be better human beings just by their presence in the world. They might be movie stars or athletes or political activists, people like Oprah or um, just famous people, but usually they are just uh, women we know or meet every day at our work, at school, at the kids' soccer games, and in our families. So this show is about celebrating these women. I believe that it's not about competing with each other, it's about celebrating each other, our wild, wonderful, crazy, sexy, feminine selves, phenomenal women. So, um, I'm going to read first a little something for you from a book that I do love to read from, because it's been a very great inspiration to me. By It's written by Marianne Williamson, who is the author of A Return to Love and uh, Everyday Miracles. She's, you know, just a very uh, well-known uh speaker to, especially to uh, the hearts of women, but this is a book that she wrote 1993, like 17 years ago, and yet how relevant it feels today, at least in my journey, and this book is called A Woman's Worth, and when I first saw it, I knew it was a book for me, because right on the cover, it has a Maxfield Parish picture, which I love Maxfield Parish. I believe he was... Um, an artist from like the early 1900s. And, uh, but this one uh, I know is called Ecstasy. It's a girl standing on um, probably the top of a hill or something, but she's standing on a rock here. She's got her arms up and behind her head, and she's looking up into the heavens. And the title of that work is called Ecstasy. And 
So a little excerpt or two from A Woman's Worth by Marianne Williamson. And I am going to try to have some background music. I'm trying to do a little more with um, (laughs) technology. We here at KCI, when you come and take the DJ training, which you might want to do at some point, um, we have one every quarter. They teach us everything, how to do that. So we um, host our shows, we engineer our shows, we set up our... um, So I'm here. In the studio, it's just me, <laughs> so I can't uh, I can't hold anyone else responsible for anything that happens that goes awry. Um, so I'm going to apply, try to um, have a little background music here from one of my favorite artists, Gandalf, and this is from his CD Sacred River. So let's see if we can make this happen. And here is a little gem for you to contemplate from Marianne Williamson. And A Woman's Worth. And this is from her chapter called Glorious Queens and Slave Girls. She says, Together we embark on a quest for our own enchantment. It will take us to a place where what is feminine is sacred, as are a lot of other things as well. There we can become who we are meant to be and live the life we are meant to live. But we need to see the lay of the land, and we need to see clearly the way back home. What, you say? Me, enchanted? Yes, I say, and don't act so surprised. You knew when you were little that you were born for something special, and no matter what happened to you, that couldn't be erased. The magic could not be drained from your heart any more than Lady Macbeth could wash the guilt from her hands. Sorry to tell you, but you had it right years ago, and then you forgot. You were born with a mystical purpose. In hearing this now, you might remember what it is. There are women who are enchanted, living here now as there have always been and always will be. They are bearers of the goddess's torch, however dim its light may shine. On the inner planes, they are priestesses and queens. They are absolutely powerful. They have made it past the gates. She goes on to say in her chapter, A Magnificent Adventure, There is a collective force rising up on the earth today, an energy of the reborn feminine. She is peeking around corners, taking over businesses, tucking in the children and making men go wild in every way. She knows us at our source. She is not, as we are not, lacking in virtue. She remembers our function on earth, that we should love one another. She has come to reclaim us. She has come to take us home. As the feminine spirit seeks to rise, there are numerous forces seeking to push her back down. This is a time of monumental shift, from the male dominance of human consciousness back to a balanced relationship between masculine and feminine. The goddess archetype doesn't replace God. She merely keeps him company. She expresses his feminine face. I'm going to read a little more. Yes, I am. She goes on to say, But now the goddess is returning and she is making her way up, and people without eyes to see will be completely in the dark about the journey of women all around them. As the goddess begins to make her claim on them, there will be more rather than fewer girls who appear to make no sense. The goddess makes a dramatic entry. 
When a system is flooded with new and radical impressions, it seems to implode before making a quantum leap forward into something different. Thus, there are millions of girls who are depressed to a degree beyond what their families and friends find normal, but who are actually undergo undergoing the feminine journey into full and actualized consciousness. One day they will be queens, and the transition wouldn't have happened had they not cracked up when they did. The princess does not become a queen if she stays the road. If it is as if there were a beautiful enchantress in a luminous bubble. She stands before us and beckons for us to become her. Faith in her invokes our best. We change. We, we become unlike who we used to be. It is the miracle we sensed when we were little girls, that one day we would live lives of joy in enchanted castles. Let us seek all that is true and loving and good about womanhood and ask for the blessings thereof for ourselves and others. We ask that our womanhood bless our communities, our families, our friends. We ask for wisdom and guidance that we might reach the highest vibration of humanity of which we are capable. We look to God and his many teachers, to the goddess and her many faces, to show us what we do not know. From here we grow more each passing day into the woman God would have us be. There is no higher prayer. From there we shall know joy, and this is what we were born for. Joy is our goal, our destiny. We cannot know who we are except in joy. Not knowing joy, we do not know ourselves. When we are without joy, we grope in the dark. When we are centered in joy, we attain our wisdom. A joyful woman. By merely being says it all. The world is terrified of joyful women. Make a stand. Be one anyway. I invite you. <laughs> I invite you to that. And that reading from Marianne Williamson's book, A Woman's Worth. <clears throat> and now I will play for you, Maya Angelou, reciting her poem, Phenomenal Woman. And if you are a woman and you're listening, perhaps you can take a moment and just let these words settle into your heart. And if you don't believe you're a phenomenal woman, perhaps you can just take two minutes to suspend disbelief and just let these words just maybe soften your heart. If you're not a woman, maybe you can take a moment just to think of someone in your life who is a phenomenal woman and give a word of thanks and joy for them. Here is Maya Angelou with Phenomenal Woman. Phenomenal Woman. Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman. Phenomenally. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. 
When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palms of my hands, the need for my care, because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's my mother and all your mothers and my grandmothers and your grandmothers and my great-grandmothers and your greats and my great-greats and, and all you women and me. And all you women and me. <laughs> that was Maya Angelou. I love to hear her recite that poem of her very own, It's Like Music. And one of these days, hopefully, I will find um, a girl who did a dance performance. And I wish now um, I would have pursued it more. I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. It was at an art opening in Laguna Beach at Richard McDonald's Gallery, which is one of my favorite art galleries in the whole world. His sculpture is amazing. In fact, the first time I went into the studio, I literally burst into tears, not really loudly, but just became a little undone when I saw his sculpture of Joie de Vivre, because to me it it embodied the Ainu Lindali, which is from the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, and the Ainu Lindali is the song of creation. It's called the Song of the Angels, in which the whole world was created. And here it was, right in front of my very eyes. And they're so lovely there. They have invited me um, to their art receptions. And I have a small piece of Richard McDonald art uh, that I treasure. It's actually, I think they call it crystal, crystal something. But to me, that it will always be woman in transformation. <laughs> and um, anyway, at this particular opening, there was... Um, they, a lot of times they do an artistic representation. They've had um, people from Cirque du Soleil there. And this particular time, they had some artists and some dancers. And there was a girl who danced to Maya Angelou's Phenomenal Woman. And it was absolutely enchanting and breathtaking. An elvish event, if ever I have seen one. It was like being in a dream. It was so beautiful. So, yes, Maya Angelou's poetry is definitely like music. So we are going to get into um, some fun things today. We're going to talk about um, birthdays. This is my month of birthdays. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at KUCI.org. And if you'd like to contact me, I would love to hear from you. In fact, if your birthday is this month, I would be ever so happy to uh, say a happy birthday to you over the air uh, this month, either on this show or, or on What Would Arwen Do?, and on this show, we will be playing um, the Happy Birthday song. <laughs> I found a lovely version of it today on YouTube. 
And, uh, of course, in Elvish, that would be Ar Onad Merin. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> and so, in the, let's see. Let's have a little music first. Shall we have a little music first? Oh, no, let's have, first let's have the birthday. We'll get right into the birthday. Let's have well, a birthday song. And then, um, for those of you that is not your birthday. Okay, before we get into that, I, 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 I guess I probably need to do a little bit of explanation. So, as an elf, elves love to give gifts. If you've read The Lord of the Rings, um, you know that... Um, birthdays are a really big thing, both for elves and for hobbits. The whole adventure of the Lord of the Rings uh, starts with uh, the unexpected party, or the expected party, actually, um, of Bilbo's 111st birthday, and um, goes on from there. <laughs> and we see uh, Frodo getting... Um, Inheriting the ring, the one ring of power, and being sent on his own adventure for the unmaking of the ring and to save all the lands from shadow and all of the event adventures that unfold for all of the members of the fellowship. And at one point they are in Lothlorien in the elven realm of Galadriel in the Goldenwood and they get gifts for the road. It is one of my favorite, uh, favorite passages of The Lord of the Rings. And I learned so many things from uh, the elves. I've, I started writing them down. I think I'm up to 187 things now that I have learned from the uh, wisdom of the elves. And I learned a great deal about gifts and gift giving uh, through, the, um, through the elves of Middle-earth, particularly the elves in Lothlorien. And when the fellowship is staying there and they're um, getting refreshed for their journey, the elves there give them gifts. And uh, let's see, I did not mark that one today. Um, <clears throat> the elves give them gifts. And one of the things that I love that um, is talked about is how the elves put the thought of all they love into all they do. So, um, mm, yes, when they get the... Okay, I didn't mark it. <laughs> I, don't, I have so many versions of the Lord of the Rings, and I don't have that one here with me. But um, it, is, uh, it is said that when they presented them with uh, garments... Oh, here it is. Oh, it's right here. And it says, P Pippin says, Are these magic cloaks? Asked Pippin, looking at them with wonder. I do not know what you mean by that, answered the leader of the elves. They are fair garments, and the web is good, for it was made in this land. They are elvish robes, certainly, if that is what you mean. Leaf and branch, water and stone. They have the hue and beauty of all these things under the twilight of Lorien that we love. For we put the thought of all that we love into all that we make. Isn't that beautiful? And how much, how wonderful would the world be if we, if we could live mindfully about that? And that's, this is my whole thing this year. <laughs> the year of living mindfully, the year of living generously. We talk about mindfulness quite a bit on what would Arwen do. And so today marks the 
month, first day of March and the month of my birthday. And I have a uh, wonderful tradition. Well, yes, last year it started as an, as an experiment. This year now is the second year it is now come, becoming a tradition. And because we elves love to give gifts and because we are so aware of so many gifts that we receive every single day um, of every single every single day of the year of the month of whatever but um, it's good to be uh, to take some time to just be more aware of it I think in the month of our birthday and because I believe that a person is too magnificent to only have one day to celebrate their existence it must be for a whole month I have some friends that at least go a weekend or for a week week before week after but I think we should celebrate the whole month and so what I do is I make an intention to give a gift a day to someone. And it doesn't have to be something big and it doesn't have to be something elaborate. And it can be something anonymous. It can be leaving a gift for someone anonymously. And it can be something that a gift that only you know about. Like maybe you leave the waitress an extra $10 for, you know, you go in and you have a little meal for like $5 or something. Maybe you leave her an extra $10 or an extra $20. It's, it's really cool to leave an extra $20 tip for a meal that you've only spent like $5 on. Because I can tell you, people, for those meals that cost that amount, they don't get $20 tips that often. And it just makes them smile. It makes them day. And it only costs you like $10 or $20 to make someone smile. Or you might bring someone a flower. And just say, I wanted you to have this flower because I'm happy that you're in the world and you make me happy and I love that you are who you are and this flower I thought would make you happy. So here, here's a flower. <laughs> and you can get flowers for just a couple of dollars. Um, Trader Joe's, beautiful little flowers for under $3. <laughs> I didn't mention any prices. I just said under. Okay, so for very little. The cost of a latte. Um, so, yes, birthdays. And so this today, um, I have a wonderful birthday present to share with you. Um, but first I'm going to play a little song and then uh, we'll have some music when we come back because it will relate to the reading for today. And so first I'm going to play, well, I'm going to play Happy Birthday. And then a little bit later, we're going to play happy, a very merry unbirthday, because we must also celebrate all those who do not have birthdays today. So, anyway, it's just something to think about. Maybe your birthday was last month, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's not going to be my birthday month for a whole another year. Well, you can always celebrate unbirthdays. And the other thing is that, I don't know about you, but I am not good at remembering things having to do with numbers and that includes birthdays um for the longest time i never could remember my mother's birthday in fact most of my adult life because her birthday was on um one one july 24th or july 26th one was the birthday and one was her anniversary and i would always get them mixed up and uh, i do manage to remember my birthday and uh, those have a few of my friends, and even with calendars, I just, I just don't. So I think the main thing, and people forget my birthday all the time, but the thing is not to take it personally, because it's never personal. It's never personal when someone forgets your birthday. They're just busy. They certainly don't forget you as a person. The people who love you love you all the time, even if they forget your birthday. It's like it's just a birthday. So 
and you have a whole month to celebrate it. So if someone gives you something late, wow, that's cool because you're still getting presents even after your birthday or still getting wishes or hugs or whatever you're getting after your birthday. So it's all a good thing. Even if it goes into the next month, it's still a good thing. So if you're just tuning in, this is Phenomenal Woman, and I am Tani Genuviel. A, yes, a phenomenal woman, as are every single woman that walks the face of this planet, who has ever been and whoever will be, indeed, phenomenal women. And there are phenomenal men out there, too. I know. I know many of them. In fact, we're going to hear from one. In just a few minutes, I'm going to do a reading from a phenomenal man. This little uh, little gift for you today on uh, thoughts on mindfulness and how we can become more awake and more appreciative of our own lives, the people around us, the world around us. But first, we're going to hear the happy birthday song, and I love YouTube. So here is um, a really cute, I wish you could see it. It's by F. Fog Fog, and this was a final project in their 3D animation course. So I think it's just delightful, and I'm going to play it for you just about now. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. was happy birthday to you and so that was f fog it's a really adorably animated happy birthday song and they they gave credit to something called gray worldwide so i'm not sure if that perhaps was who supplied the music but it's charming so that is for all of you who have a birthday this month this is your birthday month and if I didn't give my email before for you to contact me, if you would like, and if you um, give me your name, I will be happy to wish you a happy birthday on the air this month. And my email is askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. So we're going to hear the very merry unbirthday, wishing a very merry unbirthday to everyone else in just a few minutes. But first, I wanted to read a little bit from Jean, John Kabat-Zinn's book called Wherever You Go, There You Are, Mindfulness Meditation in Everyday Life. And couldn't we all be a little more mindful about life and enjoying it? And the gift today, which you can't call in yet because I can't answer the phone when I'm on the air, but when I break to the Very Merry Unbirthday song, 
you may call 949-824-5824. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. And I will send you a copy of this delightful book, Wherever You Go, There You Are. Mindfulness Meditation in Everyday Life. And this can be a birthday gift for you if it's your birthday month, or it can be a very merry unbirthday gift for you. So I'm going to read a little bit here from John's book, starting with his chapter on what is mindfulness. He says, It has everything to do with waking up and living in harmony with oneself and with the world. It has to do with examining who we are, with questioning our view of the world and our place in it, and with cultivating some appreciation for the fullness of each moment we are alive. Most of all, it has to do with being in touch. Meditation helps us wake up from the sleep of automaticity and unconsciousness, thereby making it possible for us to live our lives with access to the full spectrum of our conscious and unconscious possibilities. Sages, yogis, and Zen masters, and I would add also elves, elves were around way before humans, (laughs) and Zen masters have been exploring this territory systematically for thousands of years. In the process, they have learned something which may now be profoundly beneficial in the West to counterbalance our cultural orientation toward controlling and subduing nature rather than honoring that we are an intimate part of it. Their collective experience suggests that by investigating inwardly our own nature as beings and particularly the nature of our own minds through careful and systematic self-observation, we may be able to live lives of greater satisfaction, harmony, and balance. It also offers a world, a view of the world, which is complementary to the predominantly reductionist and materialistic one currently dominating Western thought and institutions. But this view is neither particularly, quote, Eastern nor mystical. Thoreau saw the same problem with our ordinary mind state in New England in 1846 and wrote with great passion about its unfortunate consequences. He goes on to say that mindfulness is a simple concept. Its power lies in its practice and its applications. Mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. This kind of attention nurtures greater awareness, clarity, and acceptance of present moment reality. It wakes us up to the fact that our lives unfold only in moments. If we are not fully present for many of those moments, we may not only miss what is most valuable in our lives, but also fail to realize the richness and depth of our possibilities for growth and transformation. Over time, we may lose confidence in our ability to redirect our energies in ways that would lead to greater satisfaction and happiness, even to greater health. So he goes on to say, mindfulness provides a simple but powerful route for getting ourselves unstuck back into touch with our own wisdom and vitality. He says, um, the key to this this path, which lies at the root of Buddhism, but it is not necessarily Buddhist, Taoism and and yoga, and which we also find in the works of people, people like Emerson, Thoreau, and Whitman, and in Native American wisdom, is an appreciation for the present moment 
and the cultivation of an intimate relationship with it, through a continual attending to it with care and discernment. It is the direct opposite of taking life for granted. And uh, this morning when I uh, woke up and I was thinking about the show and what I was going to share today and that it was the first day of my birthday month and the birds were singing outside, my very first gift of the morning was to hear birds singing and to feel the cool breeze wafting through my window. And I knew the day was just going to get better after that. And I opened to this page in this book. And I want you to know that the uh, copy of this book that I will be sending is not a brand new copy. I love the idea of regifting. I think that regifting is a way of recycling. And that regifting is a wonderful thing. And I wish more people would do it. And instead of thinking, oh, this person didn't even buy me a brand new present, I... I would like for us to consider thinking that a person gave us something because they thought we would enjoy it, and it doesn't really matter if it's brand new or used. I actually get books that have uh, marks, marking in them, and I'm, in fact, this one, uh, this John Zabat book that I got from my favorite bookstore, the Friends of the Library bookstore at the Newport Beach Public Library, and had markings in it, and I was reading some of those markings. I'm like, wow, these are really good places that this person marked. I wonder who this person was. And realizing that in our connection of them marking and my reading, I have a connection with the person who at one time held this book in their hands. So this is the page that I opened to, uh, which is you don't have to go out of your way to practice. Henry David Thoreau's two years at Walden Pond were above all a personal experience in mindfulness. He chose to put his life on the line in order to revel in the wonder and simplicity of present moments. But you don't have to go out of your way to find someplace special to practice mindfulness. It is sufficient to take a little time in your life for stillness and what we call non-doing, and then tune in to your breathing. And a little a side note here, there's a wonderful article, which I don't have time to get into today, but it's in an old issue of Shambhala Sun, and uh, it is on Mindful Living. It's from September 2008. There is an amazing article in there from Pima Chodron, How to Create Mindful Moments Throughout Your Day, and she talks about something called the pause practice, pause meditation, where you simply stop when you get all, you're running and you're just going, 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 and your mind's racing, and you can just stop and take three deep breaths consciously and just be present with yourself and with your breath. Let go of all that. Really, only three breaths can help you to practice and cultivate mindfulness in your life. Uh, so back to John Zabat-Zinn, Kabat-Zinn. He goes on to say, all of Walden Pond is within your breath. Um, the miracle of the changing seasons is within the breath. Your parents and your children are within the breath. Your body and your mind are within the breath. The breath is the current connecting body and mind, connecting with us with our parents and our children, connecting our body with the outer world's body. It is the current of life. There are nothing but golden fish in this stream. All we need to see them clearly is the lens of awareness. And Laura Day, in her wonderful book, The Circle, talks about how we're all in this circle, in this timeless place. Uh, Jung talks about the collective consciousness. Joseph Campbell talks about how we all participate in this in the mythic journeys. And 
we see it here. And, and the breath is such a beautiful metaphor for life. He has a couple of quotes here from Thoreau, from Walden, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy them. The first is, time is but the stream I go a-fishing in. I drink at it, but while I drink I see, the, I see the sandy bottom and detect how shallow it is. Its thin current slides away, but eternity remains. I would drink deeper, fish in the sky whose bottom is pebbly with stars. And an, another by Thoreau where he says, In eternity there is, is indeed something true and sublime, but all these times and places are occasions, and occasions are now and here. God himself culminates in the present moment and will never be more dim- divine in the lapse of all the ages. What a beautiful thought, that God himself will never be more divine tomorrow, later, when we get to know him better. Another quote, direct your eye inward and you'll find a thousand regions in your mind yet undiscovered. Travel them and be expert in home cosmography. And so... This wonderful little book here, Wherever You Go, There You Are, Mindfulness Meditation in Everyday Life, can be yours. But I'll have to hear from you. And I must go to uh, YouTube here and find the unbirthday song. And I believe that we can do that. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live at KUCI.org. And let's see, there's um, a version of this that I found that was just delightful. And, ah, there it is by Pixie, Pixie Disney Dust. <clears throat> so here is the unbirthday song for those of you celebrating all of you who are not having a birthday today or this month but still are magnificent human beings. <laughs> and I am Tani Genuvio, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and here is a very merry birthday to you. And the call-in number again for the birthday gift of the day, 949-824-5824, KUCI in Irvine. Oh, Charlie Luther Day. 
Thank you to Jeff Salinger for calling in, and I will be sending him, wishing him a very merry on birthday. His birthday's in May. Thank you, Jeff, for listening, and uh, I hope this uh, book brings you great joy. We will be sending Jeff wherever you go, there you are. And Jeff is out in Tustin, which you may be wondering, how can Jeff listen out in Tustin? Um uh, because our signal strength here at KUCI is only 200 watts, but we broadcast through the internet at KUCI.org, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So you can always listen through the internet. So please check out our website. And so we have a few, a uh, couple of things still to cover uh, for the end of, before the end of the show. I'm so excited about an event that is coming up. And again, if your birthday is this month, please email me at askanelf at yahoo.com, and I will be more than delighted to wish you a happy birthday uh, on the air uh, sometime this month. And let's see. So, oh, the other, I think I probably did mention that this also, because there's so many wonderful things, not only is March the month of spring, but it's also the Elvish New Year. So um, elves, the Elvish New Year starts the first of spring. So all kinds of wonderful things to celebrate. And my friend called me this morning. He has an entire uh, like quarter acre garden. And we've been waiting for the nasturtiums to bloom. And he told me that they were waiting for me. And he called me this morning. The first two nasturtium blossoms peeked their little heads out on the first day of March. I'm so excited. And we've had this beautiful sea of green for a couple of, uh, for a month or so now. But now we're going to be seeing the darling golden-headed golden-haired nasturtiums. And nasturtiums are a wonderful flower. The, um, the book, um, The Secret Language of Flowers, talks about nasturtiums are the flower that can't decide whether it's a flower or a food. And that is because you can eat nasturtiums and their leaves. It's, they're just absolutely wonderful. So you are listening to KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and this is Phenomenal Woman on every other Tuesday, 4 to 5 p.m. I'm waving in the lobby at Heather, another Phenomenal Woman who just showed up. She is our program director, and um, 
just a phenomenal, phenomenal woman who does a phenomenal job, you can imagine, trying to manage all of these programs and all of the programs that go on here. Also, she's a person who's in, who, uh, whenever someone has an emergency and can't make their show and, has to, and she has to find a sub or be the sub, that's who it is. <clears throat> that's Heather. And uh, we are very, I am very grateful for her. A lot of people are very grateful for her and all she does. And it's all volunteer work. So in case you are interested and you think you might like to be involved with KUCI, either in a managerial capacity perhaps, or um, working with the technology or on the air, um, please check out our website at KUCI.org. We will be having another training starting in the spring semester. So coming up in... uh, probably April, April, I think, <clears throat> but the announcement about it will be on our website. It's eight weeks, usually about an hour, hour and a half a night, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday nights. It varies, and you'll get trained, uh, and you'll do some volunteer time, and perhaps they will be crazy enough to give you a radio show just like they did me. So <clears throat> before we, um, our time here is over, I want to share... One more thing about an event that is going on here locally, and I'm hoping to have the podcast about this. I actually interviewed this woman, Terry LePage, on What Would Arwen Do last week, and I'm hoping to have the podcast up on What Would Arwen Do soon. Uh, Next week, Milo should be back with me for... Um, co-hosting the show, and he's he's my guy who get, makes sure the podcasts go up, and he's been a little <clears throat> just out uh, a few for a few weeks. And um, but we will be getting that podcast up. You can find it at kucitalk.org or through iTunes if you just go if you just search for Arwen, A R W E N. And <clears throat> but Terry LePage is doing a series on compassionate. Communication, which is um, kind of another term for nonviolent communication, which a lot of people just think oh, it's about not hitting people. But this is really about compassionate communication. And it's a simple set of tools that allows you to communicate with others effectively and compassionately. Uh, here from her flyer, it says this approach transforms labels, diagnoses, judgment, or blame into language that builds trust and connection. Even in situations of long-standing frustration and disconnection, this communication process can open new doors to understanding and cooperation. And <clears throat> Terry LePage is um, has a Master's in Divinity, a PhD. She is committed to non to the nonviolent philosophy, skilled at teaching and coaching, and has given compassionate communication training to diverse groups all over Southern California. So on Thursday evening, starting this coming Thursday, March third, seven to nine p.m., <clears throat> she will be leading an interactive workshop play shop (laughs) um, here at the Center for Living Peace, which is right across the street here from UC Irvine, where we broadcast from at KUCI, right here in University Center. And if you'd like information, you can call 949-400-3379 or visit the website www.opendoorcommunication, that's singular, opendoorcommunication.org, or you can visit the uh, website of the Center for Living Peace at www.goodhappens.org. And again, that's this coming Thursday for 6, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, right here in Irvine, March 3rd to April 7th. And she will also be doing a an all-day workshop play shop the first Saturday in April. That will be April 2nd in Huntington Beach. This is being hosted by the Southern California 
NVCs, Nonviolent Communication um, People, and it will be at a residence. It's a one-day workshop. You can get more information about that at tasteofcompassion.eventbrite.com. And again, that's an all-day workshop. And Terry wanted me to let you know <clears throat> that uh, these um, there is a donation um, um, request or a fee request, but they want everyone to be able to come to these events. So no one will be turned away for lack of funds. Um, and there also is an ability and uh, opportunity to do a, a work exchange, which um, I'm actually doing. I'm very excited about that, a way to give back. So if you are interested, please do not hesitate to contact Terry. You can actually email her at terry, T-E-R-R-Y, at opendoorcommunication.org. And uh, we would love to see you. And I am very excited about this workshop. I'm going to be attending the Thursday evening workshops over here at the Center for Living Peace with Terry LePage. And, um, yes, it's called Everyday Peacemaking, Compassionate Communication Practice Group in Irvine. So Terry told me that this is not just something where you're going to hear and have someone talk to you for a couple of hours about compassion. And um, we're actually, there's about, she said, I think she said there's about half an hour to 45 minutes of uh, just kind of lecture. And then you're actually going to be practicing to develop these skills in compassionate communication. So again, uh, her website, www.opendoorcommunication, singular, communication.org. And that is just about going to wrap it up for our time together today. Coming up in just a few moments, the Blue and Gold Report with Mark Roberts. Always fun and informative. I love listening to Mark. He has great, <laughs> he has a great voice. And speaking of great voices, I will be back next week with on What Would Arwen Do with my Hobbit co-host, Milo Lomsdown, who has, in my opinion, perhaps one of the most wonderful radio voices on the planet. And so I'm very much looking forward to that. I hope you will join me next week, 4 to 5 p.m. for What Would Arwen Do. This is Phenomenal Woman. I will be back in two more weeks because my mission... One of my missions in life is to help you remember and wake up to how phenomenal and how magnificent you are, whether you are a phenomenal woman or a phenomenal man. Um, yes, it's true. You are magnificent by virtue of your very existence. And I absolutely believe that with all my heart. So a very merry unbirthday to everyone, a very merry birthday to everyone whose birthdays are here in March. And um, with that, I'm going to leave you with a wonderful song by Pilly Bianchi. This is from the Mama Palooza compilation CD from uh, 2006. And this is uh, dedicated to every, all the girls out there who want to lose their fear of flying, their, lose their fear of owning their magnificence. This is for you. This is Pilly Bianchi. I am Tani Tenuviel. And we'll be back next week with what would Arwen do? <laughs> this is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. Mm -hmm.